0: Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tester of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight. John Clark is back, went out to see the Pittsburgh Penguins lose yesterday. Unfortunately, John, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully they hang in there. But other than that, John, how are you doing tonight before we talk about NXT?
1: I'm doing great, and I am wearing my new shirt just for the show tonight.
0: Oh, there you go. John, John (laughs) Marchman John there with the best shirt that we've made in quite some time uh reference, just came in the mail the yesterday nice very nice well that's for smackdown but we're here to talk about nxt it was a very exciting show uh you know lots of good stuff here great main event lots of fun stuff to get into before we do just want to remind you all of this show like everything we do here addresses on is available on any number of streaming platforms soundcloud spotify youtube apple Podcasts, whatever it may be Chances are i've got you covered so leave a like subscribe so john might as well here, not bury the lead. Might as well get right into the meat here and talk about the main event NXT championship match between Finn Cross. Uh, wow, Finn, Finn now, Darian Cross. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and man, this one I think for me, if it, if it didn't like surpass their their takeover match for, uh, from uh, that was just last month, it would definitely definitely equaled it. I thought this was great. Uh, you know, it was physical. It, it was it was really unpredictable. It was uh, this really great clash of you know, these two two big stars here. And you know, this was a match I went into it really thinking, all right, you know, uh Cross probably not gonna lose. But then in the end there, those closing moments especially, I really they they got me. I was like, are they gonna really give Finn valley the title back here? Uh you know, because it, it looked like it. You know, he he was you know he he nearly got the uh the submission limit like a couple points and nearly got a couple of roll ups and uh in the end it was not meant to be uh, you know, Karen Cross ultimately did win that match. And I just thought this is a great way to really cement him as this guy that can really hold his own in the ring. Not, not that I was ever in question, but overall, John, what do you, what do you think of this match? And then we we'll get into the, what it means going forward. So
1: I definitely agree that this was on par with their first match. Um, and, I, and I'll leave it at that because I don't think it was better than their first match, but I do think it was on par with that. Uh, there, there's something about when a match ends because the ref calls it like for that, there's just something about it that kind of like irks me. It's like, I, I don't, I don't like, you know, remember in the old days they would like lift their arm and let it go. And if it exactly, dropped like yeah. three times,
0: like very Hulk Hogan uh, era kind of thing. Yeah. You know?
1: So uh, if they would have kept like something like that around, it would be okay. But for me, like when the ref just kind of like makes it like, like in MMA UFC, like the ref makes a determination, like, okay. Okay. I'm going to call the match because I don't think he can go anymore. Like, to me, it's more dominant if you win by, like, pinfall or even if he would have actually tapped out instead of, like, passing out. That's completely different for me anyway. Um, you know, and like Craig said, very good show tonight. I mean, the main event was definitely the best part of the show. I thought it was very good back and forth action. You got Scarlet there ringside getting involved a little bit, but not too much. That's That was important to note that she wasn't really involved a whole lot she was there so that you know it's it's good that they didn't have any kind of interference or goofy ending like that so nice to see that and uh, I want to get into a little bit about uh like you said moving forward uh so Laura Rock saying who do you see being called up Stephen Chambers saying do you guys see him moving to the main roster we saw the comments in recent days where Finn Balor said that he did have an interest in coming back to SmackDown and Raw to see you know if maybe it would pan out better this time hopefully avoid an injury this time stuff like that um, part of me does think this was a, a send off for him. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him in NXT anymore. Now that doesn't mean we're going to see him on Raw next week or SmackDown this week. Uh, it could be maybe he'll take two months off. Uh, sort of the pattern that, like Edge is doing right now, and it appears that Sasha Banks is maybe doing the same thing. Uh, maybe Balor takes a couple months off. He comes back when you know the fans are back in the stands again. To me, that'd be perfect. Uh, you know like Jason Campbell says, I wish him well, but I guess they agreed to mutually part ways. I mean, I I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, he's
0: talking about Adnan Virk, I think. Uh,
1: oh, uh, okay. Adnan okay. For, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Fair enough. To, fair uh, enough. Part ways there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, going back to Finn Balor there, uh, I, I do think that he will go to SmackDown Raw, but I want to get your take. Do you think he's done an NXT?
0: I mean, <sighs> ordinarily I would, but, because this this is the the NXT formula to kind of have someone lose uh, a decisive match like this and in, in this main event kind of style, you know, have them kind of go out with this great performance uh, and then kind of move on. But then we we saw Adam Cole lose uh, to Kyle O'Reilly takeover, and he hasn't moved up yet. And he's made he I think he said on the, on the bump last week that he still wants to be NXT champion again. So it looks like he might be sticking around. Um, so that's why I kind of question whether Bauer will be moving up. I have seen those comments that that he. Would potentially want to move back up. I think it's been long enough that he could. And I think that either Raw or SmackDown could use him. And I think that's something a lot of people would want to see. But uh, it's not the kind of thing where I would see it as this definite either, where um, there could still very well be uses for him in NXT. But uh, for me, I think, you know, you pair, there have been some rumors that some call ups are coming. Uh, Granted, that doesn't mean like all the usual suspects like like a Finn Balor, like an Adam Cole. But I think uh, based on what we saw at night, a guy like Finn Balor would make a lot of sense um and maybe you know to me maybe he he, he could go to raw and kind of re- uh, shake things up there I think that'd be good um but so, i I'd like to see that I think that that would be good for whichever brand he winds up on and if he stays on the next like I said I, I think you know that, that could be good as well I'd be curious to see kind of who he might mix it up with next if that's the case but I think at this point my prediction would be sooner and later uh Ballard will probably go back to the main roster and as for cross, uh, we can kind of generally guess at maybe some future opponents. But we do know next week there will be a triple threat match to determine his contender uh, for the, uh, the In Your House Takeover pay-per-view. It's going to be Johnny Gargano, uh, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly. Very much, you know, probably the top three guys that you know, probably deserved to challenge for the title at this point. And, uh, you know, they made that announcement. And I'm like, that's going to be a great match. No matter, like, no matter who wins, I think that's just going to really be, uh, fantastic. Either way, Gargano, O'Reilly and Dunn, they've been having great matches for quite a while now. Um, I've got to think it might be O'Reilly at this point, you know, they've been building Dunn up a little bit, but you kind of contrast that to Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle's been really, he, he won that feud with Adam Cole. He's, he, he really held his own with, uh, with Finn Valor when he challenged for the title back then. So I think that would make the most sense to me, uh, especially given that, you know, that's, that match will be next week. And then in your house, I think is the 13th. So that's not a whole lot of time to really build up a story from there, but we've already seen some hints at uh, cross and O'Reilly. What would you think of, of that? Who might win that triple threat match, John?
1: Uh I definitely think Kyle O'Reilly is the favorite. Uh, I feel like they stuck Johnny Gargano in there just because like he can always have a good match. But storyline-wise, it's a little confusing to me because it's like Gargano and Regal have had this beef for like three months. And all of a sudden, Gargano drops the belt and Regal's like, I'm putting Johnny Gargano in a number one contender match for the title. Like, to me, that's just like a little, you know, I know Stephen Chambers says he's predicting Gargano wins. To me, it wouldn't make sense being that they're both kind of like strong, the two strongest heels on NXT, really. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, people might consider him one of the strongest baby faces in recent weeks. It appears he has finally ditched the orange Cassidy knockoff thing. At least that's cool what, that's... Kyle cool with a K. Yeah. So <laughs> I got the impression that he's going back to his own thing. Yeah. So yeah, to to wrap that prediction up, I do think that it'll be Kyle O'Reilly, but uh, I want to make it clear that I don't think he's going to beat carrying cross. I don't think no. there's any way that's going to happen. Uh, but That's it's interesting. It's while. interesting, that, nevertheless, that um, O'Reilly gets into the match uh, tonight. You're you're kind of looking for him, like, well, where's Kyle O'Reilly? Jonah Gargano, he gets into this match. And you're kind of thinking, well, where's Jonah Gargano tonight? And then Pete Dunn is in the match, and he's also he was there tonight against um, Bobby Fish. Fish. And what did you think of that? Uh, the result, Segment. the way the match
0: went. Perfect segue here. You know, we saw this match. It was it was good. It was physical. You know, and I said, I think I said it last week when they announced this match. It was like, hey, this is a good chance to see you know Bobby Fish in this new light as a singles guy. He's been a tag team, you know, I hate to say tag team specialist, but that's really been his role in WWE and NXT, even dating back to Ring of Honor. Uh, that's how I remember him. I think I I don't think that's too crazy to say. I mean, he has had a lot of success as a tag team guy. Um so you know, but here good match with uh, Pete Dunne. It would have been very surprising if Pete Dunne lost this match, especially in hindsight. Now that we know that, that there's a triple threat match. Uh, but I thought Bobby Fish really kind of they made him you know look like a, a legitimate singles competitor. I like that. Uh, Pete Dunn, you know, if you're in there with him, hide your fingers. He's, he's just gonna stomp him every time. I just like. Ooh man that that stuff looks painful and he he the, the, both he and whoever he, he's in the ring with always just do a really good job of like selling just how painful that looks um for for me uh we the good match good that p done picked up this win good job for uh, bobby bobby fish looking like a legitimate competitor but after the match only Lorkin attacks bobby fish kyle o'reilly does not show up and john i'm thinking why in the world wouldn't Kyle O'Reilly come out here? I know they established. Okay, Fish and O'Reilly are going to go the separate ways. That means they're not going to tag team anymore. That doesn't mean you can't save your friend, your your tag team partner of years upon years. You know, your, your riding mate. You know, this guy that you're like, you ride, your ride or die buddy. You know, uh, just le- let him get beaten up. And and you know, it looks like they may even have been have done like this injury angles. Like Lorcan, uh, like kind of wrench Fish's uh, already injured arm. Uh, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Where I'm like this made no sense, like, because again, I know that we're establishing, they're kind of trying to build them both up as singles guys now, and that's fine, it's great, but still, they're still friends, they can still help each other out, right? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not necessarily
1: upset that that's what happened, but I think it was definitely interesting that, you know, those, because uh, I don't think Gargano was on the show tonight either, right? Uh, nope. So that's two of the three that were absent, leading into a pretty big match next week that they're building is probably the main event. So oh. yeah, a
0: little surprising and you know i agree about that and that's why I, I had a problem with it but uh it's hard to you know with this triple threat match like you said about you know kyle riley probably not going to beat uh carrying cross and i would say that's true of anybody in this match and kind of that's what herman Takara is saying no one's gonna no one here is beating cross but he's saying hey maybe uh, send keith lee back to next see have him challenge cross there's a little history there you know lee lost the title to cross back at takeover 30 in august of course cross had to relinqu- 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 yeah, relinquish it so mm-hmm. uh That'd be something, you know, obviously we don't really know what's going on with Keith Lee, but um, that could be, that could be something. I think I'd like to see that. Um, But, you know, at least of of this, of what we know we're going to get, I think I would definitely put my money on uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Karrion Cross for the pay-per-view. And I think that'll be a great match. And with presumably even Cross winning, you know, I think we we saw at night. Usually if I, if I enter a match feeling pretty sure of the result, takes me out of it tonight they they've they brought me in anyway i i they made me suspend my disbelief and that's all i asked for just make me doubt a little bit so i like that and i, I expect to see that uh, at um, the takeover pay-per-view uh, regardless of who wins the match even i would assume it would be O'Reilly. so um you know i think that'll be a great match i'm looking forward to talking about that next week but still still in this week we got to see the in-ring debut the world premiere of frankie monet man this she is gonna be a like she's already a star we, we know that i, I think um Wade Barrett said in commentary, she is a household name, and that is true, right? She has a, she's had a lot of success and they made her feel like this big deal, as they should. You know, she has this great entrance, she's been kind of slowly uh getting integrated into the NXT brand here with a couple, popping up here and there. But this is her first match. She faced Cora Jade. Um, and I not to say this should this need to be a squash match, and it was it was a decisive win, but like to me, Frank just you know, we can kind of skip this. You know, slow process of like kind of slowly building her up here, just kind of quickly get her going here. Uh, I like this match was good, but you know, for me, I am biased. I just want to see Frankie Monet immediately, you know, kind of get fast tracked, not only to the NXT title picture, but obviously even beyond that. But overall, you know, he's staying in the moment here. What What did you think of this entering debut for Frankie Monet, John?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good match. Uh, like you said, dominant looking, and it, it makes me wonder, uh, if you know. If they've all, if they have an idea of where they're going with her, like since she started, have they known? Okay, this is where you're going to get to, but we're going to take your time getting there, or are they like, okay, we're going to have you get a couple dominant wins, but we're not quite sure where we're going after that? We know the Miz is hurt. We know John Morrison is there by himself. There's obviously connection between the two. People are wondering if maybe she would move up. I don't think that's a good idea because she deserves to be wrestling on her own and not, uh, you know, like a backseat type manager type role. So I'd like to see her move up, you know. I'm not in a hurry to see her, you know, suddenly challenge for Kel Gonzalez, but maybe get her into a program with somebody like Saray or mm-hmm. Tony Storm or Zia Lee or Mercedes Martinez or
0: somebody that's another household name, shall I say? Fair enough. And then but I it's weird because I think that that would make sense, right? To give her a program and like, yeah, she doesn't have to be fast-tracked to the title scene, but it does feel like there's this Overwhelming expectation that she will get called up to be not even necessarily dressed because of Morrison, but just because that's how big of a star she is. Getting a bunch of comments like that. But Nesha Curse, even just like I said, staying in the moment, saying that she loves seeing Frankie tonight. And Fernando saying Monet is money. I like that. Uh, but then, like I just said, Anthony Manzano saying that it feels like Frankie probably won't stay in XC for a long time. She might not even get a title shot because she might just get called up sooner and later uh, to. To be on the main roster but on the flip side dj Cassier wondering whether we could see a trade sending john morrison to nxt and sending finn balor up i think that's something that could happen i i think we should use trades more i think it's an interesting way to keep things fresh and at the same time you don't want to overdo it but that'd be a that'd be a pretty a, a win-win of a trade i will say um, yeah I, i'd like to see it i think morrison you know we were just starting to see what he might be able to do on his own uh on raw now the Miz is out of an injury but uh Either if it's a couple months down the road, maybe, yeah, if it doesn't work out the way we might might all want it to send an NXT and, you know, they put them over the great roster there and see uh, what you could do with that. I don't, I think that would work very well. Um, So I know I like to see that something I want to see more of tonight, John, we haven't really got much from from index or the way. And I I thought that was a little disappointing for me. It's always my, like pretty much, you know, consistently my favorite part of the show Uh, all we really got that I can recall uh, was Indy Hartwell kind of walking into this room seeing all these uh, these drawings very clearly from Dexter Loomis showing that he's heartbroken. One of the drawings he was, like, stabbed in the heart. It was uh, kind of a depiction of last week, the the, the massage table incident. Um, so, clearly, Dexter Loomis uh, down in the dumps here, and that, this is all we got for this week, just a little teaser of what's to come, but uh, just when it looked like Indy and Dexter might have been uh, you know, kind of on the same page here, at least briefly, then we saw last week, and yeah they're they're sad man a friend of the show Radiance saying dexter was heartbroken i'm here for the soap opera man this it's great right i'm i'm liking this uh john gargano called it a sitcom the what we've seen with the way just in general and now yeah it is a soap opera romance heartbreak kind of thing i'm liking it it's just it's different in a good way but you're shaking your head i don't know if you're on board with john
1: i'm I'm, i have an ideal ending for this that i know a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with or like but just my ideals and I know NXT doesn't do this kind of stuff but if you really wanted to make it funny and soap opera ish and kind of like that you got to bring in like Jerry Springer or like <sighs> Maury Povich and you got to do like something like that you know because like this obviously is a, a scenario that Candace and Johnny and maybe Austin whoever but at least Candace doesn't want Indy to be either you know doesn't want to lose indy essentially to dexter loomis on the other hand dexter loomis is like well you know yeah we know we all know how he feels we all know how indy feels and there's just so much like soap opera like you said it's soap opera and to me like this is what the non-wrestling people watch and then and they just look at it and they're like how can you watch this like why are you like and i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying it makes it look bad I'm just saying that it's what the, the, that's what people point out when they're watching this and they're like, seriously, like, you know, that this is like not real. And then you're like, well, you know, your soap operas aren't real either, but like, this is the kind of stuff that sparks debate. Uh, right. Good, good and bad. Both. Uh, I'm interested in it. Like you are against people talking, but I think we know where it's eventually going to end up. I mean, they're obviously going to probably be together. Maybe they'll eventually kiss on TV or something and it'll be the crowning moment but uh or would you like to
0: see them pull a swerve and w- where do you want to see this end up is my question what's your end goal here my heart says i want to see them end up because you know what i i kind of compare it to the otis and mandy rose storyline like i'm so on board with to seeing them seeing them get together and like having a happy ending and whatever could happen after that hopefully better than the otis and mandy rose storyline there um but at the same time, my mind is like, "Hey, maybe, yeah, you know, do something a little different. Like, like give us a a well executed swerve, <laughs> not not a swerve for swerve's sake, but doing something unexpected. You know, that, that if, kind of keeps you keeps you guessing."
1: If they go together and sell merchandise, are you going to
0: buy their merch quicker than I bought my merch with Jimmy Uso? I mean, hey, a friend of Radiant's thing still defend index indexed no matter Wet and she's still wait, waiting on that merch. As for me, it takes a lot for me to buy merch because I'm cheap, but uh i would buy i would buy index merch i would because that i that's how into it i am I, john what? i honestly honestly i thought i am into this every week I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for more i'm like give it to me no i uh, i, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I, yeah, I want
1: to see it's like the people that are saying they want to see like a grimes and db Aussie shirt or something like a, i right, know
0: now i want one of those give give that to me
1: john. it's just me, like those those temporary things that are like a story that lasts like two months and then they sell merch to get a rub off of it. And I, I get the shirt I'm wearing probably will be (laughs) irrelevant two months from now too. but it serves more purposes than just being a wrestling shirt. If you read the front of it. Um, but yeah, I I get your point and it's definitely interesting. And, uh, while, while we're talking about this, we might as well talk about the other, soap opera on nxt which could arguably be cameron grimes and ted dibiase tonight took an unexpected turn for me i wasn't expecting this it felt like at first we were going to get ted dibiase and cameron grimes like aligning up with each other yeah dibiase was telling grimes about something he sees potential in him they can go far together and then all of a sudden la Knight comes out and he's talking trash to ted dibiase and i'm thinking wait a minute they're both heels this doesn't make any sense to me And then all of a sudden, it's almost like Cameron Grimes like made a face turn in a way tonight. Like it's interesting. Do you think these two, and by two I mean D.B. and Grimes, are potentially lining up where we might see D.B. more often? What do you think,
0: John? I've got I've got thoughts about this. Like first from day one, even day like before Eli Drake uh, signed with NXT. Loved his work in, in, in NWA. And that was I think that was my first like major introduction to him. I was aware of his work otherwise, but I really liked what he did there. Then he signed to WWE. Really, uh, I was very excited about that and very hoped that it would do good things. And it's been a little bit of a you know slow start for him. He comes out here. I'm like, this, this, this is perfect, right? LA Knight got he's got he's got a million dollars written all over him, put him into the storyline with a million dollar man, and then uh yeah, it did seem like we would get. Uh, grimes and DiBiase. like it, the, i liked how you know we, we, yeah we got these kind of goofy vignettes then you bring out the two guys and they're just talking heart to heart you got Cameron grimes saying hey man i'm, I'm i have money now and that and i learned from you that i can make people like me you know because i have money i, I thought that was kind of cool just to add more depth to it and that is like that's something i, I usually look for and then uh, debiase for his part said hey like you know I, I may give you a hard time but i see myself in you and i think you that, you, that you've got it but you've lost your focus since you got rich good good stuff then la knight comes out and uh, like you said it's feel i felt like we're getting this kind of pairing of DiBiase and grimes and then maybe kind of seeing grimes with DiBiase against la knight nope then we saw la knight you know attack grimes and DiBiase walk out with la knight so now i'm thinking no DiBiase is still uh or actually let's say DiBiase kind of had been the face of the storyline now he's the heel maybe with la knight Uh, and i like that because like i said la knight God, he's got he's just He. he's a million dollar star right like they're, they're always the that classic saying he's got a million dollars written all over him you know and now put him with uh DiBiase. i think that works and now i'm kind of predicting that we'll see grimes and LA knight face at the pay-per-view for maybe the million dollar title what say you john
1: uh yeah uh definitely uh As most of you know, on Sunday, I had written an article on WrestleZone that uh, basically, thanks to Colin, Colin tipped me off on this one from Fightful there, uh, that uh, they're bringing, we we think they're bringing back this million-dollar championship. Uh, Very mixed reactions. A lot of people were saying this is as pointless as the 24-7 title. It has no meaning behind it. It has no prestige behind it. Uh, I tend to disagree. Uh, When I was playing, and one other thing I got to say, People were knocking on the design of this spot. I think it looks damn good. I don't have a problem with the way the design of this spot is. Now, granted, who knows if they're going to change it, if they bring it back, you never know. But sticking to the point I'm making, when I used to play the old uh, WWE video games, I always used the million-dollar title for something. It's just like it's a cool name. It's like it has meaning. To me, it has meaning behind it. And, And they have the skills and creativeness, at least I hope, to make this relevant, to make this matter, to make this worth something. And I think that that would be interesting to bring it into this scenario. Instead of it being like, you know, on AEW, they have the FTW title that literally serves no purpose, no purpose at all. Yeah. They need to make this title
0: meaningful. And then I'm I'm on board with it then. And I think at least in, in the short term, it would have some meaning where it's like, this is the title uh, if 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 this is a thing that happens DiBiase would kind of bestow it to it seems like Grimes or or LA Knight and then he's kind of saying like you're the chosen one for this legacy that I have right the, the million dollar legacy he literally said tonight um, I think that's just a, a very easy way to give it that meaning um and Nando Francis Fernando saying that the, the million dollar championship has history automatically coming in with it the 24 7 title is not so it already has that edge on it uh you know that advantage i like this idea from dj Kessier. Uh uh we're i'm predicting this feud here but maybe maybe uh, another chapter or another direction they could go pair LA night and grimes with DiBiase, uh, managing them and then make them a modern day money inc i like that idea as well you know they could feud and then team i think that's definitely a possibility i like to see that both guys very talented and it would be a good way to Add some more depth to the, the tag team division, and we'll get more into the tag team division here. But uh, just want to address a comment here that uh, we, we, we were asked who we thought could kind of match up with uh, Karrion cross here uh, in NXT. You know, we talked about the, the people that will officially be challenged, uh, potentially challenging him, uh, and after that triple threat match next week. Uh, but a more maybe in a more just general sense, looking at this roster here. Um, there's Anthony Manzano saying that he does not see uh, any of the three in. Or, or even not even just the three in the threat match or even Adam Cole as legitimate threats, I guess, based on body size. And, of course, we've seen plenty of underdog stories and, and that not even underdog, just like talented wrestlers that don't need to be, have that size. Uh, but, you know, maybe look for someone a little more physically imposing that could match up with Karrion Cross. I've seen a couple of comments about Bronson Reed potentially. Uh, uh, kind of getting built up there beyond this North American title run down the road. I think that could be something. I think that'd be a nice, you know, like, like that comment said, uh, a physical matchup of those two, like imposing, uh, you know, big, big dudes, right. The big, big dude matchup. Um, otherwise, like, I struggle to think of anybody that's physically like carrying cross. And that that speaks to is like just his, his look, his presence, his size. Um, we, but we mentioned Keith Lee already. If he gets you know, sent back down, um, but otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I see like it felt like at one point, just a couple months ago, they had a bunch of big guys. And now you know, it's carrying cross, Bronson Reed, uh, AJ Francis and Hit Row records Records. We'll talk about that. But it is it is largely kind of a less, you know, big, a, a smaller group of big guys here. Um So it is something interesting to think about, like how they could build up these guys that maybe don't have that physical size, uh, but that could still hold their own. And I fully expect if Kyle O'Reilly wins next week, he's definitely going to hold his own uh, in the ring with Cross anyway. Definitely food for thought there, and I like that. Um, Some more food for thought. You know, we opened the show tonight. We saw Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai face uh, Ember Mood and Shotzi Blackheart. And wasn't really sure what to make of this one at like just kind of when it started where i was like i don't know where we're going here some some speculation that we're going to get dakota kai and raquel gonzalez splitting up and getting a feud there instead by the end of the match it looks like we might be getting raquel gonzalez and ember moon a former nxt women's champion i believe uh and that looks like that might be the at least the short-term uh plan for for the new house takeover show because uh I think Moon and Moon and Shotzi won this match, and then uh, Raquel Gonzalez attacked the two after the match, and she particularly like, really attacked uh, Shotzi Blackheart, seemingly sending a message to Ember Moon. So uh, I feel like that's that might be where we're going. If that is the case, Sean, what, what would you think of that, Moon versus Gonzalez?
1: Uh, I'm interested in it because we all know how good Ember was solo before. It uh, appears that they're kind of out of the tag title picture for now, anyway. So, hey, why not? It makes sense. Uh, I just don't want the tag titles to Duke get lost in the mix in this because it feels like we could be heading down a path where the tag titles slowly get forgotten about at some point. Uh, I hope not, but Ember is definitely, I think, meant to be on her own more than as a tag star. She loves NXT. She admitted that she contemplated retiring before Triple H said, hey, come back to NXT. Um, So, hey, uh, I don't think she's going to win, but... I'm not as sure about it as I might've been for, you know, say carrying cross and Kyle Riley. Uh, yeah. There's a chance that number could win. I mean, she's won it before. So, right. and don't forget what Dakota kind of makes anything's possible with a turn or anything like that. So it's true. It's definitely intriguing to me.
0: Yeah. I like that. It's a, uh... I like I said I I entered this week not only expecting that, but now that it's on the table, I'm like, hey, that'd be pretty cool. You've got you know Moon has that that championship history. Uh, she so she would be a credible opponent where there would be definitely a chance of an upset, especially with. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, Dakota High being there, potentially kind of swaying the outcome there. Nesh curse saying she loves Ember Moon. Ember Moon definitely has a lot of support, just generally speaking. I know that a lot of people do like uh, her work in NXT. Unfortunately, her main roster run did, did not go nearly as well. Nasty back in NXT, and I think she's had a great team with Shotzi Blackheart. But yeah, I, I've always kind of thought that... Uh, kind of the, the writing would be on the wall that eventually she would be back in the singles title mix and because that that seemed like the case when she returned and she quit she, she kind of quickly entered this tag team so now maybe this will be a good chance to push her back out into the singles title uh title scene so if that is match we get i think that'll be definitely a good one uh, and i'm curious to see how, how they kind of go about that um not to say that like ember needs can be heated up per se but you know it would be a pretty big uh you know, a big leap to go from that tag title scene up to the Raquel Gonzalez, obviously the face of the the women's division in NXT at this point. So I think, and I think they could do that pretty easily. Where you have the history and Nesha uh, Chris point out her injury, obviously derailed her her main roster run, and that could definitely be a story. You said, like John just pointed out, she did contemplate retirement, so that's a pretty natural story to kind of quickly turn out before the the takeover show here. Um, so I think uh, the takeover show seems like it's starting to get. Uh, taking yeah. a shape here and I'm liking it so far uh, and one thing that very well might be on the TakeOver show is the tag team titles and you know, I would expect next week we're going to see MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma. That's going to be a great match. We saw, uh, I think it was I think it was Thatcher and Champa versus Legato a couple weeks ago and that was fantastic. Uh, I may, have, I think that they, they faced off. Unless I yeah, they did, they did. Okay, It's hard to keep, keep straight at the times, but they put on a great match. I fully expect MSK and Legato put on a great match as well. Uh, very, very talented guys. They're both great teams. msks they're, they're, they've been killing it this whole time. They've been doing great work. Uh, I would definitely expect MSK. Uh, Legato has been doing good work so far, um, and they've been slowly kind of proving that they're not just henchmen to Santos Escobar, that they are this credible team. But you know, for me, I kind of view in very different ways carrying Cross and, and, and MSK as these teams that are going to hold the titles for, for a while. So I think the Legato will, will look very good but I do expect MSK to win the titles. Would you agree with that, John, or, or do you feel differently?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I don't see why anybody could think differently here.
0: Yeah. And you know, assuming that is the outcome, we might get kind of a, a pretty easy transition from that into a, a three-way match, maybe at the pay-per-view. Uh, look, Phantasma, or maybe not even, I was thinking more of a title match here, but if maybe for a contendership, Phantasma, Grizzled Young Veterans and uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, we saw kind of well, supposedly, a, a simultaneous continuation and ending of the feud between Grizzly Young Veterans and Thatcher and Ciampa. Uh The latter wanted to continue the feud with a round three. Uh, the former Grizzly Young Veterans said, no, we, we want the titles, so we're done with you. Uh, so yeah. it feels like a triple threat match either for uh for the contendership or for the titles themselves would make sense to kind of be able to have that that third round as as thatch and Chapo were saying uh while without doing just a, the two on two i think that'd be something worth uh, w- you know worth exploring and i think whether it's phantasma because veterans or um uh msk i think again all three to every team here is really doing great work uh, i think um nxc's tag division is very strong And one thing we got to see in there was a little tease of Imperium, you know, uh, potentially returning to uh the tag division here we got a, a, a message from walter and the video promo kind of recapping alexander wolf's exit from the group and what it, it would turn out wwe and he said hey you know Mar- marcel Ballerthel and fabian eichner eichner lost the tag titles and they, he wants them to go get the titles uh, for, for the for the brand for, for imperium yep. uh, so now they they look like they'll be re-entering the mix as well so things are looking pretty pretty good in the tag division uh you know and that's one benefit i think one, one thing i does very well they've got these you know several kind of credible teams and they, they they've got these these matchups they can kind of constantly turn out whereas in the main roster pretty pretty uh glaring lack of depth in in the general tag division so you know hats off to nxt for that one i i, I do enjoy both the, the 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 quality of the teams and the quantity so i, I do definitely do like that um what do you think about this? Like, this is one development here we got. You know, Walter was was in this message here, um, and he said like that. He said he wanted Imperium to get the tag titles back, but we, we talked about it last week. And I, I think now that Alexander Wolf is officially gone, what what do we think the the future might be with um, Imperium and Anthony Manzana wondering who might replace Wolf or, or kind of what what the future holds for that? You know,
1: uh, I don't think anybody will necessarily replace. But I do think that Walter will eventually return as a force to be reckoned with, kind of as that new leader, not new, but like new leader on NXT regularly. And uh, um, I hope that they can make themselves stay uh, with fans knowing like who they are because oftentimes those the other two that aren't Walter are like, well, who's this? How are they any
0: good? You know, like people don't care in a way right. they need, they need to make people care. And like we were talking about what I was saying with Legato Del Fantasma kind of quickly establishing that uh, they're not just henchmen, that they, they are putting on these good matches and they can hold their own. So maybe we'll get some more matches with uh, Eigner and Barthel doing the very same thing to prove that they, they are you know, credible competitors. so that would be my expectation uh you know, now that we got this hint that they will be re-entering the tag title mix. And Walter said that he wanted them to start with Brizango because that's who they lost the titles to. So maybe we'll see yeah. that sooner and later. And I think that'd be a nice little revenge story, assuming they want to have Imperium uh get back on track here. Uh and you're just saying about Walter, you know, showing up here, and we got some comments about Walter not being on XT. curse saying that Walter face cross your title. And I I did mention Walter when we got that comment about someone that could match up with Cross uh, in terms of physical size. Yes, Walter is a big dude. Uh, but, of course, he definitely is a guy that has made clear that he doesn't want to move stateside full-time. So that does make having him be, you know, especially a main event player on NXT, you know, pretty challenging. It really does feel like they all can only kind of bring him in for these special attraction matches. And, obviously, Cross or Walter would be great. But, you know, somebody would have to lose, and that's that's always the problem of a match like that. So yeah. that'd be great, but I, that is definitely a, a downside, and I'm not sure that they'd want to have either man lose that match. So... That would be my thought where we might see more of Eigner and Barthel and not necessarily less of Walter, but just more of the same where he'll pop up here and there to keep him motivated, keep him in line. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think that's the best they can do with it at this point. Um, and we've been so we're, we're, we're talking about Imperium. We can talk about another stable. We saw more of hit row records tonight. Uh, we got some comments earlier on kind of praising the promo tonight. I know I was a little down on them last week and I, 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 like what they're doing here. At the very least, it's a different presentation. They, you know, they're, they're cutting this promo backstage and they've got the, the lighting and they, they, they've got the swagger that the, the, the swagger is not in question. I still don't necessarily approve of, I'm not approve. I'm not digging the, you know, if you didn't know, now, you know, line i i and tonight I, th- I thought it was kind of funny i just thought of um road dog if you didn't know oh you didn't know i, I thought that uh. especially, especially because road dog uh you know, is it working backstage now about anthony manzano wondering if we might see a new face stable kind of rise up to face a uh, hit Row records here um maybe eventually i think uh based on what we're really seeing here uh i feel like swerve scott's gonna he and he literally called out Kashida, uh, the, the cruiserweight champion tonight um That'd be my my, my expectation. We're gonna see Cruz and crusita maybe even a takeover, uh, but we will see more of the 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 stable kind of getting its legs under it, getting some some you know picking up some steam, and then maybe down the road when they kind of look in, unstoppable, and then maybe we could see a uh, a face stable. Maybe it'll, it'll be the, the Diamond Mine <laughs> once we finally figure out yeah, whatever in the world that is. But what what do you think about Hit World Records this week, John? Or we're we're still kind of pretty early into it, but what are your thoughts on it overall at this point?
1: Uh, it's fine for now. Uh, I'd like to see where it ends up Uh, as far as another group, possibly, you know, making their way to NXT. We have a lot of heel stables, not a lot of baby face stables. I can't think of many guys that would form a stable right now, really, uh, based off of who they have right now on the roster. So it's interesting to see what direction they could potentially go in here. And I think it's really unpredictable where hit row ends up
0: yeah and I, I think that's very true of uh a lot of things for for, for nxc at night you know it's just interesting to wonder where it hit rosen to go where you know we, we've got this triple threat match next week to determine who's gonna face cross and it feels like that you know it's kind of a, a pretty good bet that o'reilly will win but that's definitely not a lock and then we were talking about earlier uh it's Unknown what's what's next for Finn Balor. A lot of question marks in a good way. A lot of stuff to kind of you know be excited about and be curious about going forward. So uh, for me, both between the the in ring action tonight and some of the things we got the the, the developments with uh, K- Cameron, Crimes, and Ted DiBiase and La Knight. All these things put together and a great main event that I definitely enjoyed a lot. It was a very good show uh for me. I I will probably go for. Hmm, even like an 8.3, maybe, maybe a little low, but it was a very good show. I, I feel confident giving it an 8.3. What, what do you say, John?
1: Uh, I'll go with a uh,
0: 7.75. What's your reasoning?
1: Uh, Just a very good main event there. Some good story developments. Uh, I just would like to see them develop more of a direction with the women's tag titles and the women's titles themselves. And just a little bit of an the under- North American Championship. I mean, obviously, it looks like we got Santos Escobar there, but uh, I just want to make sure they keep everything relevant. And I'd like to see them, you know, just I guess maybe. I mean, it's entertaining, but I want to just see a little bit, a little bit more there,
0: uh, yeah. a little bit more entertainment. I agree, and we're getting some some good comments or some uh, good feedback on the show ratings here. Bit Milligan really enjoyed it, given it a nine point five. That is a very good high score. Nash Chris with a 7.5. Craig back on with 7.9. Stephen Chambers with a 7.5. DGSCA didn't like it so much with a 4.7. And front of the show lower rock with a 9.4. Another good high score there. Um, so there's some variety here. Uh, oh, <laughs> Nando thing was a rock hard 8. Very nice Nando. given it a solid score there um no it was a good show I liked it I mean to me like I just came out of that main event feeling like so high I'm like this is a great match I liked it a lot and I, I admittedly I'm usually biased whatever the main event might be uh if it's good I'm feeling pretty good if it, if it's bad or if the angle's bad I'm feeling pretty bad so that's why I was a little down on Raw last night but here great main event I'm feeling pretty darn good and it feels like it looks like Anthony Manzano is feeling good too given a nine so you know pretty good show tonight uh anthony did w- at wonder about diamond mine a little earlier and as i mentioned it and it, it's fair to wonder because it is a, a kind of a blanket you'll miss a thing and we even see it tonight a couple weeks and for a couple weeks we've seen th- these vignettes of a dime diamond mind seemingly this new s- potential stable i would assume that, it, that it's a group or a team of some sort all we've seen so far is the logo the name and these brief video segments that it's like this mixed martial arts cage kind of thing show. It's like it feels like it's very much shot like a commercial where it's like people are training and you, you don't see anybody. So we have no idea who it is. None whatsoever. Uh, and there, there have been some wild guesses as to who it might be. Presumably, it'll, it'll be some new newcomer to, to NXT. Uh, and I, I, I don't know who it is. Johnny and I have talked about it. I, I want to know who it is. I'm tired of sitting here, emptily speculating and, and having no evidence at all uh and hopefully you know may, hey maybe maybe but they'll, they'll do the big reveal at uh in your house that's just, that's only a couple weeks from now so but I, i'm i very much just want to get out of the way i want to know I, i'm an i'm an inpatient person sometimes with this kind of stuff so uh, hopefully we'll see that uh, sooner and later clearly it's one of the things they're they're hyping it up so uh you know i'm i'm interested to see how how that unfolds. And hopefully we don't have to wait too, too, too long. But yes, Nesh curse, I've got no idea. She doesn't have any idea. Nobody knows what Diamond Mind is. Um, and we will just have to kind of, you know, sit, it, sit it on our thumbs and, and wait till they tell us because at this point it is very unclear uh, if it's, I would, again, I would assume it's a group of some sort, no idea who's in it. Um, and I'm hopeful. We were just talking about all these things to look forward to and be excited about NXT. This, this could be yet another one um sure. hopefully hopefully again i guess there is that that valid concern that when you have too many stables you're going to turn into aw and everybody will be in a stable but nxc is far and away that's not a, a concern right now it's just like they keep bringing in stables and that, that is kind of fair so hopefully sure. they'll, they'll do a good they'll do a good job of keeping the stables you know separate and and you know Build, build them up separately because that's something AW does very very well where each one does have its own identity so again hopefully we will see whatever diamond Mind is uh, be revealed sooner or later because I, I do not want to wait very much longer but tweet whatever they reveal it, we're gonna be here talking about it because Johnny and I are here every Tuesday talking about NXT. Uh Johnny and I, we also do the raw push on Mondays. Robert D. Robert D. Felice and I cover Friday Night SmackDown on Fridays with SmackDown Double Down. Uh we've constantly got a great stream of interviews, interviews coming at you guys. Uh Bill Push recently interviewed Eric Redbeard or Eric, Eric Rowan. Uh, he, he interviewed Mike Bennett. He constantly this great stream of interviews coming at you guys. Uh the the dynamite dudes that I do have your AEW AEW needs met with uh <laughs> oh, I, I'm blanking the, 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 that's the name of the show. It's Marcus and Dominic. They're, they're the diamond dudes and they cover AW. Uh, and they also do, they also do WCW written with a lot of the fun, uh, Facebook and stuff. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate your support. Always. Thank you for listening. Um, and as always, John, I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> we did one thing here about WrestleMania above all others. Can you, can you tell me what that is?
1: Well, we have a great time watching the wrestling. We enjoy every part of it and we keep watching week after week after week. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.